Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your listeners. We look at the emerging economy and also the hopefully green shoots when it comes to uh, the medical profession in just a few moments' time. But first off, there's two big talking points on the programme already this morning. The first one is Matt Shanahan from this regional group of uh, deputies and the threat, the potential threat to our air sea rescue service. Would you be supportive of this independent group in this matter, Brendan? Well, it's not just the independent group. There is a meeting called... For all TDs in the southeast, it was actually called by a Sinn Féin deputy uh, and that uh, I contacted and said I'm, I'd be delighted to be involved. So it's cross-party. Uh, every TD in the southeast is meeting tomorrow online uh, to discuss how we can uh, have a joint strategy uh, to protect proper air cover in the southeast. Um, there are a number of issues. There's also um, a motion in the, in the Shannad uh, for this week uh, been, been brought by other uh, senators uh, in relation to the tender process uh, for the search and rescue helicopters. Um, some would argue that it could be provided, at least in part, by our own Air Corps. Uh, but from the perspective of Wexford and the people of Wexford, it is really important that we maintain a base with an active stationed helicopter in the southeast. Currently in Waterford, that's the, 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 the likely place for it. That should be maintained and in any new contract or tender that has to be the case i know talking to uh, my colleague george lawler about this in the last few days um, he has underscored the fact that the mm-hmm. marine watch which really has transformed uh, the safety uh, of our keys and and the river uh, depends on being able to call at very short notice helicopter support uh, so for Medi- medivac as you already underscored for search and rescue um, for a variety of reasons, Southeast can't be ignored. They can't simply wait for a helicopter to arrive from, from Dublin or Cork. By your understanding, how serious is the threat to it? It's not scaremongering, is it? Is this a real, uh, this is a real serious threat to this service well, we be need, removed? We, we, we need to get clarity, and I've already tabled last week a parliamentary question. Uh, obviously, the dollar's not back till this week, so I won't get an answer till this week, too. Eamon Ryan, the Minister for Transport, in relation to the tender documents that were issued. It is critically important that the tender is specific about preserving the four uh, bases that are currently in operation. Uh, And we certainly won't uh, tolerate any diminution of that. And there will be, I think, a very united front across all TDs of all uh, descriptions across the southeast to protect the search and rescue helicopter for all the reasons that I and others have outlined. Okay. Uh, I've got to take a short commercial break in a second, then I'll come back and look at a number of issues, including the emerging economy. And again, a lot of what uh, the president of Enniscorthy Chamber, uh, Colin Neville, discussed there was about the emerging economy. But I I would describe Colin Neville, I know many, many years at this stage, a man of integrity, a man of great passion, a measured man, but I've never heard him as angry as I heard him this morning, uh, Brendan, in relation to the ongoing situation with the flood relief scheme. He has taken a pot shot at all politicians, local and national. Uh, and, I mean, we go back, and we go back many years. I remember interviewing President Michael D. Higgins in his hotel after one of the worst floods in that particular area. Can you shed some light? What is happening or what is the problem here? How can this be gotten across the line? 
Okay, well, firstly, I, I didn't hear the interview. Uh, unfortunately, I had another meeting um, from early morning up to literally now, uh, so I missed Colm. I know Colm, a man of passion, a man of great integrity, and I'd listen very carefully to what he has to say. But, you know, you can't have a blunderbuss approach and say everybody's responsible because if everybody's responsible, nobody is responsible. Um, I launched this uh, when I was Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform. Um, obviously, there's a, a long process to go through, and you do need to have a proper um, public consultation. You need to uh, bring the, the public with you. You need to have um, environmental assessment. But this is ludicrously long, and it, it's resting right now in the Department of Public Expenditure. Uh, the minister needs to sign off on it, and it can't be endless processes where you're constantly evaluating and then re-evaluating the evaluation, that is just not acceptable. So somebody needs to take a grip now, and the person to take a grip uh, is the Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform. Um, I've spoken to uh, members of the government in relation to this. Uh, I made it crystal clear that this needs to be done, because climate change is a reality. The floods we have endured... Uh, are not once off, never to be seen again. The likelihood is they're going to be a constant pattern. And we need to build up our defences as best we can. If we have, and, you know, we spent years doing what's called CFRAM, which is an evaluation of all our waterways to see how we could take strong mitigation measures against flooding and to protect livelihoods and lives. Uh, the schemes are there. They need to be resourced. Money, apparently, has been allocated but the processes seem to be endless, and somebody just needs to take a grip on this now, do it. And if there are legal consequences, let people take legal actions. The protection of lives and property uh, comes surely uh, at the top of the list, and that needs to be done now. And I would uh, encourage um, everybody to ensure that the Minister for Public Expenditure takes a grip on this and makes a decision immediately. And are you giving us your assurance this morning that you will follow up on this again? No, oh, I follow it constantly. I mean, I, I, there's so much we can do uh, banging a drum in Leinster House. Um, I, I don't sit uh, at the Cabinet anymore and where we can eyeball uh, colleagues and demand action. Uh, but this needs to be done now, and I certainly will be very clear uh, in pressing hard uh, for sanction for the scheme to be commenced so that we can have protection for the people of Enniscorthy that they absolutely deserve. And we want to look at the economy, the emerging economy, as we head into the spring of uh, 2022. But, of course, it's not been lost on Brendan, not been lost on any of us. The tragedy that unfolded in Offaly last week. And, Brendan, I've been asked to get your view on what now needs to be done, that there can be no more people who find themselves in the situation that Ashley Murphy found herself in. I think few events stopped the nation in its tracks, uh, and the brutal murder of Ashley Murphy did that. Uh, I think it really just knocked everybody for six. A young woman with so much potential, so much to offer, so much to give our country, murdered senselessly for no reason at all. It just it beggars belief. And I think it has um, started a discussion that goes well beyond you know, the criminal justice area of uh, protecting women or more guards or higher sentences. It is a much more fundamental look that each of us as individuals, and particularly men, I have to say, have to look in the mirror and see uh, how do we change the culture that is, you know, allows women to be demeaned, uh, allows sexualized comments to be made, 
um, allows um, women to be paid less in our, in our society, um, promoted less frequently. I, I think there is fundamental questions. Now, the Dáil has established a new gender equality committee uh, just at the end of last year. You'll say, God, it's very late in coming, but it's now just been established. Uh, and my colleague Ivana Bacic is going to chair that. And I, I, I feel confidence in somebody like Ivana having a, a deep understanding of all the things that need to change, from education to social protection to employment law to, to, to the basic culture that all of us approach and um, the way we deal with our everyday lives, that, you know, sexist jokes, demeaning women, none of that can be tolerated. Uh, and I think we just need to have a very broad and deep discussion with ourselves uh, and please God, the awfulness, the unspeakable tragedy that is the murder of Ashley Murphy uh, can have a positive outcome. And tomorrow, Ashley Murphy will be sadly laid to rest. Before we conclude our chat with you this morning, let's look at the economy. As I said in a detailed interview with Colin Neville, he talked about the hospitality trade coming back again. He talked about retail, a number of hats he wears as president of the chamber. Where are we now heading when it comes to the economy? Are we likely, as I said, some medical people have said to me, to see the beginning of us coming out of this? Because that would be the best news anyone could hear on a Monday morning. Well, there's so many strands to that question. Uh, the first thing is I think we are emerging. Um, I, I, there's a growing view across politics as well as across the medical profession who are advising politics uh, that this Omicron wave is obviously less impactive in terms of its consequences on, on the health of the nation uh, and that we might emerge uh, from this and we will move from this being a, a pandemic to being endemic. In other words, like a recurrent flu into the future that we're going to have to deal with. Now, we're probably a few steps away from that, but I think there is definite light at the end of the tunnel. But your more fundamental question is on the economy. And I think we do need to step back and, and look at what happened in the last 18 months. We basically in Ireland have two economies. We have one that's thriving. Uh, and you saw the income tax returns, you saw the corporate tax returns, the multinational sector um, areas like IT, like uh, medical devices, like pharma, are all thriving. Uh, but we then have another economy, um, the domestic economy by and large, uh, people who depend on tourism or hospitality, pubs and restaurants and hotels, they have, they're on their knees uh, and have been floored by this. And I'm very, very concerned that, if you like, we have two parallel uh, economies, one doing extremely well and one barely surviving. And we need to make the connection and ensure that the resources are redeployed in a fair way uh, to allow that part of our economy that has been on its knees for the best part of two years now uh, to be resourced in a way that it can, it can recover and not only get back to where it was, but actually recover the losses that it has endured over the last two years. Can it be done? It can be done. Yes, of course it can be done. But first we, we need to have an understanding of the issues, uh, what needs to be done and how it can be done. Uh, and, it, it, you know, patting ourselves on the back and saying our economy is doing great when a, a large part of the economy, the multinational sector, uh, the, the big business sector, and, and quite frankly... An awful lot of that is not in County Wexford. Um, that's doing really well, but that's not good enough. It is resourcing 
uh, the rest of the economy. But we need to use those resources now uh, to build an indigenous uh, economy in a robust way that pays decent wages, because one of the problems we have is low wages. Um, we need to ensure that people can afford housing, and housing is a, cr a critical issue, getting worse by the minute, despite the fact that we seem to have huge resources available, but don't seem to have the capacity to, to build enough houses for people. And you look at uh, the inflation in house prices over the last two years, but particularly in the last 18 months, and the fact that most working people cannot now afford to buy a house. That was never the way. You know, when I started off as a teacher, the expectation is everybody who was going to qualify as a teacher would be able to get a mortgage and buy their own house. That is no longer a realistic prospect, and we have to change that. We have to provide affordable housing for people, uh, and that means the direct action of the state in building those houses uh, as quickly as is possible. All right. Uh, I just have one quick question from a Morning Mix listener. Uh, any update from your side of things when it comes to the Technological University? I know we talked about the flood relief yeah. scheme. Uh, this is another yeah. area that is, is out there, and we're not going to let it go away. I know I'm like a no, broken record no, I, going on about I, these I, things. I, I, thank, I thank your listener for, for ringing in because it, it really is quite beyond shocking that we still don't have a, a site in Wexford. Um, we're heading now to May deadline for the establishment which is absolutely a wondrous and super thing for University of the Southeast to be finally established. But we don't have um, the basis for a, a thriving campus yet in Wexford because we don't have a site. Uh, and that's just beyond shocking. It, it, it is not... How can it be so difficult to buy a suitable piece of land in Wexford? If you were going to develop a factory, if you were going to develop a housing scheme... You would have acquired the land, particularly when the money is available. Uh, and you can only, I, I can only come to the conclusion, and I don't want to you know, say that uh, some people wish the project ill, but somebody somewhere um, must be preventing this happening because it hasn't happened in more than five years. Now, I speak every time I meet him. I think the man now um, it, it tries to avoid me, uh, the Minister for Higher Education, uh, Simon Harris, it's my question constantly. Is it done yet? Is it done yet? Yeah. Uh, and he tells me that his Secretary-General is on, on the ball. I know now, finally, Wexford County Council um, ha have had to be proactive in it. It's not their role, but they feel we must be involved uh, and we need to have this done. We need to have it done well before the May deadline for the establishment of the university. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.